0: hypocrisy and nefarious intent. That is the topic for the day because that seems to be the order of the day for the Democratic Party and the American left in the wake of yesterday's rally turned quote-unquote riot as they characterize it. Hi everyone, I'm Jamie Dury, and welcome to another National Preview Online podcast, NPO as we call it. If you have not already done so, and you're simply listening to the podcast for the first time, please subscribe. You can do so in one of three ways. If you are an iTunes uh, person or an Apple user, you can go to the iTunes App Store and search for NPO, and National Preview Online Podcast, and subscribe that way. You can go to the Google Play Store if you use Android, search for the same thing and subscribe that way. Or you can go to either of those places and download the free Podbean app. Podbean.com is a hosting service utilized by many podcasters, and you can simply go to get their app, and you can subscribe that way, and you'll be notified when new episodes are uploaded. Either way, it will always be free. You simply will never be left out of the loop. And whichever way you subscribe, we please ask that you leave a review for the podcast, give us a nice rating, uh, make a, a few comments, even if it's only a sentence or two, because this helps boost the podcast in the search results and will help it spread uh, even further. And we desperately need alternative sources of information because it is increasingly clear that the mainstream media only lets you know what they want you to know. So, yesterday, everybody's up in arms. The Democrats, Chuck Schumer, they're all going crazy. Hypocrisy is rampant. Democrats and the left seemed to have no problem condemning yesterday's quote-unquote riot, characterizing it as such, while at the same time could not seem to be able to mouth those words to describe what took place in the aftermath of the custody death of George Floyd. We saw rioting, looting, violence, random beatings of any person, usually a white person, that seemed like an easy target, uh, has become the order of the day. We even had that hypocrite Bill de Blasio, the mayor of my own city of New York, condemning Trump, demanding that he be removed for the violence yesterday, while never acknowledging how the city of New York has been laid waste by his complete abdication of authority with respect to the criminal riots that left the city in shambles this past spring. And then for having the gall to use almost Gestapo like tactics against legitimate New York City businesses especially the restaurant businesses, calling, uh, causing many of them to go under permanently. Meanwhile, a little bit of insight about the quote-unquote riots yesterday. It's no secret that at many Trump rallies in the past, which have always been peaceful, despite the fact that there is sometimes upwards of 30, 40, even 50,000 people at these events, That Antifa and BLM members have infiltrated these rallies, not to counter-protest, because even they couldn't get that many people that Trump gets. They infiltrate, trying to pass themselves off as Trump protesters, and then engage in violence, hoping that it is accredited to the Trump protesters. Now, even if you didn't believe that, even if you didn't believe that it was Antifa or BLM members... That engaged in this violence yesterday, even if you want to believe that it was all legitimate Trump supporters, you cannot justify the hypocrisy on the part of the left and the Democrats for calling out the violence yesterday, but remaining deafeningly silent on all the violence that took place that we all saw with our own eyes and heard with our own ears on TVs. Entire cities, Seattle, Portland, Oregon, Minneapolis, laid waste. While the mayors and the governors in those cities and states did nothing, actually refused the help of Trump and the federal government to put down this insurrection. No, no, no. This was just the normal display of democracy. People lose their businesses. To hell with them. We have to let people protest 400 years of slavery. Now, I don't champion slavery, but I fail to grasp what 400 years of slavery. Last I checked, slavery ended with the Emancipation Proclamation. Um, back in eight in the 1860s, this is now 2020. We're coming up on uh, 170 years. Uh, I don't see what that has to do with George Floyd's death, uh, and we're learning more about George Floyd's death, but that's for another time. But the hypocrisy here is overwhelming that they can't acknowledge it. But in point of fact, there are people that are infiltrating these protests and engaging in violence. Meanwhile. There were four people that apparently died yesterday, three from medical um, related incidents. Maybe they had a heart attack or something that wasn't directly due to violence, but there was one woman shot to death yesterday, but strangely enough, she was not shot to death by any protester. She was shot by a plain clothes. It appears capital police officer, or capital security. Now, I was able to get that video just this morning. It's not a very long cl- uh, clip, but it's an extremely graphic clip. What you see is you see a partition, a door, if you will, revolving door or a swinging door, reinforced glass, shattered by people who must have thrown objects or furniture at it. And you see a large number of people on one side of the door, the side from which the filming took place. On the other side, the side they were trying to get to, you only see a few people moving around and you see an arm Extend out with a white shirt cuff. It looks like it was a person, maybe in a suit or plain clothes. And there is an, a semi automatic pistol in that hand that's extended out. Uh, then it goes back and it extends out again, and you see it discharge and it strikes this woman, this woman who passes away uh, later. She goes to the hospital. Her name is Ashley Babbitt of San Diego, and she is a retired Air Force veteran. From San Diego. She was a um, known Trump supporter, but that doesn't qualify as something that you should be executed for, last I checked. And there's no evidence that Ms. Babbitt was doing anything that would uh, justify shooting her. Worse than that, immediately as Ms. Babbitt goes down, you see that standing right behind her and to the side of her was a Contingent of police officers, men in riot gear with helmets and uniforms. So, this idiot who discharged his weapon did so in the direction of these police officers. And seeing those police officers there, for what reason would you discharge your gun? One of the things that police officers are taught is that when they fire a weapon, uh, they have to be conscious of what's downrange of the direction they're firing in. And particularly in your larger urban uh, police departments, densely populated police departments uh, like Chicago and and New York City, uh, one of the things they train their officers in routinely is that you have to weigh the benefits of shooting uh, versus the downside of shooting if there's a a big crowd standing behind um, the person you plan to shoot. Because if you miss, and there's a high probability you will miss, as under stress, most people's proficiency goes down markedly, you could endanger or potentially kill innocent bystanders. So sometimes, for that reason, police officers are exhorted to refrain from shooting. This didn't seem to enter into the thinking of this police officer who shot yesterday, and I'm not one uh, to prejudge, but I really can't fathom why you would fire a shot under those circumstances especially since that woman was virtually surrounded by police officers. There's going to be hell to pay for that. So they talk about the 55 people that were arrested in connection with the protests. I want to know when they're going to investigate this genius who decided to pop off around and kill a young woman uh, who was a veteran and served this country. That has got to happen. But the hypocrisy of the left just doesn't end. Prior to the certification of the Electoral College yesterday, prior to the interruption of it by the protests, riots, whatever you choose to call them, and even after it resumed, uh, you had the hypocrisy of the left on full display, how we must accept Joe Biden as the next president. Democrats telling us again that these are uh, rabid conspiracy theories on the part of the president, uh, that the election was fair and unbiased, and we must accept Joe Biden as the next president and move forward. Yet it was they who couldn't seem to accept Donald Trump's victory four years ago, even spying on him during the campaign, using the sitting Democratic administration to aid the one that was seeking to capture the White House by spying on the on the on the then uh, candidate Trump, attempting to entrap his aides, and then launching bogus impeachment claims, starting investigations with special counsels of. Russian collusion, when they were themselves guilty of collusion. You had Clinton buying and paying for that dossier, which we now know was basically the sole evidence, the sole basis for that FISA warrant. So they went and lied to a federal court. Nothing happens to any of them. We have Trump accused of um, using his office to try and do damage to a political opponent when he asked the president of the Ukraine to investigate some corruption before he gave the money, he has to be responsible in what he who he gives money to. But it was Biden who did this, and he bragged about it. He had it on television; you could see him. Talking at this conference in New York about how he was telling this prosecutor that I'm here I'm getting on a plane in eight hours if that prosecutor the one investigating his son Isn't fired by the time I get here. You're not getting your billion dollars And they told me you can't do that. You're not the president. I said call him He bragged. they called him. Well, son of a bitch according to Biden They fired the prosecutor Now that's not using your office to benefit yourself He used it to get his corrupt son off the hook and by extension himself, because we now know, looking into Hunter Biden's hard drive, that he was a conduit for money paid to his father, that Hunter only got those positions because of his father's influence. They were buying Biden by hiring his son. It's as simple as that. Pay for play. It's in the Democratic handbook. And nothing happens. You have obstruction of justice, they accused Donald Trump of. But wasn't Hillary Clinton the one who took hammers to over 30 devices? Not she personally, but she had people do it for her. Over 30 devices, cell phones, computers, after they were subpoenaed by Congress. That would be obstruction of justice by anyone. They accused Trump of mishandling the COVID virus. While the majority of the damage that was caused in this country by the COVID virus was not by the virus per se, but by mismanagement of handling the virus at the state level in blue states. We've talked about this before in this program. New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, California, Michigan, where the governors of those states mandated that nursing homes take COVID-19 patients despite great efforts being made by the federal government in those states to provide them with alternative housing for those patients that they didn't avail themselves of. And as a result, they brought this contagion into a population of innocent elderly people trying to enjoy their golden years as their health and vitality waned from natural causes and brought their lives
1: to a swift end. In my own state of New York, I can speak with conviction on this, that that Benito, Cuomo
0: Il Duce, who sits in Albany, flooded the nursing homes, ordered them to take these patients. Meanwhile, we had a 3,000 bed hospital specifically designed for COVID 19 patients set up at the Javits Center. They sent them maybe 300 patients. 2,700 beds went unused, and he cried for more space that he couldn't use or that he wouldn't use. So Trump sent a hospital ship. He originally sent the hospital ship to be a clean ship so they he could deploy it anywhere, and he would just take regular patients so that the hospitals, freed of these regular patients, would have more space for the COVID patients in addition to the 3,000 beds that he built in the Javits Center. And then, having not used the 3,000 beds in the Javits Center, Il Duce cried even more. So Trump went the next mile and converted the ship to a COVID ship. And they proceeded to send 100 patients, even though the ship could house over 1,000. The ship wound up leaving after less than two weeks, I think. Maybe it was a week and a half. And now you have Il Duce saying he was only following federal guidelines. But he can't produce those guidelines that say he had to send those people there. Trump gave him the beds. He chose not to use them. Then Il Duce... We all know who Il Duce is again, for those of you just tuning in. Yes, Il Il Duce is Benito Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York. He then took the extraordinary step of trying to blame the contagion in the nursing homes on the staff members, the workers, who were going to the nursing homes on their shifts. They were the ones infecting the elderly. It couldn't be the COVID-19 patients that he mandated them to take. Well, we have evidence that, once again, Il Duce is lying. There is a nursing home located in upstate New York in a pop, uh, underpopulated county known as Rensselaer County. It's right on the border of Massachusetts and Vermont. And the county executive there uh, is in charge of a county-owned nursing home. I mean, he has the director, but it falls under his purview. The nursing home is a county-owned nursing home, not a private nursing home. And so knowing how vindictive Governor Cuomo, Il Duce, can be, but also knowing that he didn't want to bring in COVID-19 patients into that nursing home, he told the director of the nursing home not to accept COVID-19 patients, to very quietly refuse them, saying that they didn't have any beds. And so they didn't take any COVID-19 patients. But they still had staff going in and out of the nursing home, the staff that was allegedly infecting all of the other nursing homes.
1: How many cases did that nursing home have of COVID-19? Not one. Not a single One so much for the
0: governor's argument that it's the staff that's bringing it in and not the COVID-19 patients they took. And now we're getting to the height of lunacy. Everyone jumping ship like rats leaving a sinking ship. Lindsey Graham jumping ship. Mitch McConnell saying he's not going to support this. Meanwhile, not a single person has refuted that there is fraud in this election. Well, they haven't refuted it. They just simply deny it. When I say refute, there was very, very powerful mathematical evidence presented, by and, and more than just mathematical evidence, actual forensic analysis of these machines, so much so that it swayed the judgment of the state legislatures that saw them in Arizona, in Georgia, in Pennsylvania. These people saw the evidence. They know it wasn't just some conspiracy theory, they saw it. But the mainstream media tells you, no, you didn't see it. It didn't exist. You look up and see the sky is blue. No, they tell you it's gray. And so they tell you there's no basis for it. But there is a basis for it. And now they're all jumping ship. Lindsey Graham, folding like a cheap camera. Mitch McConnell, he'd already folded weeks ago. To their credit, Ted Cruz got up and made an impassioned plea He was the only one that made any sense, saying if there's nothing to fear here, if there was no fraud, the forensic audit will will only bear that out. And Joe Biden will be able to govern more legitimately because people won't be able to hold it against him that he won the presidency. But they don't want that. And now, now that because of the alleged riots that People are leaving, and now you have Trump's attorney in Pennsylvania asking leave of the court to leave because the the president has used this lawsuit or used him to perpetrate a crime. The president didn't perpetrate any crime. The president got up and spoke to his supporters saying he felt the election was stolen. I agree with him. 73 million Americans agree with him, and there's more than ample evidence to show that he's right. The fact that powers that be simply don't want to acknowledge it means nothing. You have Chuck the Schmuck Schumer, himself a thief, saying that all the courts, have refu- the courts have refuted nothing. The courts have simply refused to hear it. They've thrown these cases out on procedural grounds, lack of standing, but not a single court has judged the allegations made by the president's team, Rudy Giuliani and Jenna Ellis. On the merits of those allegations. They have simply refused to hear them, including the Supreme Court, which, as Justice Alito pointed out correctly, has no authority not to hear it. They are the court of original jurisdiction for disputes between the states, and by virtue of a state just being a state, it automatically has standing to bring a suit before the Supreme Court against another state. And they swept it under the rug because they didn't want to get involved. Why? Why, ladies and gentlemen, why are they going after this man who, according to them, has one foot in the grave, the other one on a banana peel, politically speaking? Why are they going
1: for it? Today is the 7th of January. On the 20th, unless something unforeseen happens, Joe Biden is going to be sworn in as the 46th president of the United States. Why now are they talking about invoking the 25th Amendment? What happened yesterday that indicates that the president
0: is unable to discharge the duties of the office for the next 13 days? He made a speech. That's all he did. He didn't encourage anyone to riot. He made a speech. He encouraged people to continue protesting, peaceful protesting, writing representatives, don't give up the fight, don't lose hope. I didn't hear the president asking anyone to do violence or do damage.
1: He didn't do that. He's of sound mind and sound body. They don't like to admit that he is, but he is. Well, I'm going to tell you why.
0: And that may be why you're seeing all of this. It's been spoken about by a few other talk show hosts, but not many. You won't hear it in the mainstream media. So if you don't listen to talk radio or podcasts, you won't hear it at all. They want to use the 25th Amendment. And failing the 25th Amendment, they want to run an impeachment. Oh, but why run an impeachment? You say, Jamie, you can't possibly be serious. There's only 13 days. No, there's a reason. And it's beyond simply the reason you might think. It's not because they want Donald Trump to go out in disgrace. That's part of it. It's not because they want to delegitimize his presidency. That's also part of it. But the main reason, ladies and gentlemen, is that they absolutely walk in fear of Donald Trump. And they were very afraid what would happen if Donald Trump got elected. Not because Donald Trump would have violated the Constitution. Not because Donald Trump would have got us in a war. He's done anything but. He's gotten us out of wars. But because Donald Trump would have brought fire and brimstone
1: down to the guilty parties. People like James Comey, people like um, McCabe and the National Security Advisor and the CIA
0: Director under Obama, they would have felt justice because they were guilty in what they did. They were guilty of defrauding the FISA Court. They were guilty of illegally spying on Trump. They were guilty of entrapping his aides. They were guilty of entrapping uh, General Flynn.
1: And all of this would have come out, and they' all would have gotten hit. James Clapper. all of them. They feared him. But he's gone now, right? He's done. So why have the 25th Amendment? Why talk about
0: impeachment? Because, my friends, if Donald Trump is removed from office, under the 25th Amendment, as being unfit for office. He will be precluded from ever running again. And that's what they're afraid of. They're afraid of him running again in four years. You see, he surprised them four years ago. They were never expecting him to win. They bought into their own bullshit. They bought into their own polls. You had people talking on The Five and everything else. Uh, Bill Bennett was... Um, saying, uh, this race, I've covered a lot of presidential races. This race is over. Trump has no place to go. All you can do is minimize damage. Well, that didn't didn't transpire. They were completely taken off their heels. If you go back and look at the coverage, you're going to see the same thing you saw this year. All of a sudden, no reporting. Remember in Florida, While they were calling Arizona for Biden with 30% of the vote in, Trump had 94% or more of the vote in Florida already in, and he was ahead by almost 400,000 votes. Mathematically impossible for Biden to overcome that at that point, yet they refused to call Florida because if they did, if they had called Florida, Trump would have been in the lead. They wanted to make sure that at no point did it look like Trump was ever in the lead. They wanted to make it look like it was a blowout from the beginning. They stopped calling the votes for that reason. If you look four years ago, they also stopped calling an update on the votes for two or three hours. Nothing changed in the total from Florida. Why? Because Florida was the state that they said that he absolutely needed to win. And therefore, it was very important that he didn't win. it. And so they were looking for votes, looking for these ballots they had in trunks of cars like they always do. But they didn't have enough. They never expected the support that Trump got. So despite their not counting, all they could do in that scenario was forestall the inevitable.
1: Eventually, they had to come clean. Donald Trump had waylaid them, and he won. Hillary Clinton knew it, and so she conceded.
0: She couldn't bring herself to do it that night because she was drunk and she was in a rage. The next day, she composed herself, and she conceded this time around they were ready they spent the last four years the last few months getting legislation passed illegally not going through the state legislatures changing the rules putting in machines that were invented by for Hugo Chavez for the purpose of staying in power changing votes manipulating votes they have absolutely forensic audit proof of it now and the mainstream media keeps telling you it didn't happen That's why they want to use the 25th Amendment. They don't want Trump ever raising his head again in a political sense. And why? Because it's a closed shop. The American people don't get to choose the president of the United States. You merely think you do. You don't get a chance to choose the president. You get to choose the people they tell you you can choose from. Who can forget Curly Hugland? Does that name ring a bell, ladies and gentlemen? If it doesn't, let me refresh you. Curly Hugland is a GOP operative from North Dakota. And he was famously quoted saying back in March of 2016, after these early primaries were uh, taking place and Trump was going crazy when he won in Iowa and when he won the New Hampshire primary, just going crazy, knocking everybody off. It was Curly Hugland who made the famous statement that, quote, The media has created the perception that the voters decide the nomination. That's the conflict here. The political parties choose their nominees, not the general public, contrary to popular belief. And Curly Huglin was then asked what the point of holding primaries are if the party can disregard the will of the voters. And he responded, that's a very good question. Huglin was one of the party's few unbound delegates who could decide who they want to vote for. And he argued that the party can block Trump even if he wins the 1,237 delegates through the primaries. The primary votes, quote, are not considered at the convention. It's the delegates' votes, he said. So you see, ladies and gentlemen, you've been waylaid all along you actually thought that you controlled who the president was you thought that your vote matters i'm telling you your vote doesn't matter it doesn't matter in the primary it doesn't matter in and now we know for sure it doesn't matter in the general because we can see what they did with the votes here they just manipulate them and move around as they will this is a closed shop you get to choose who they tell you you can choose from Because the parties are owned lock, stock, and barrel by big business, by big pharmaceutical, by big oil, by Wall Street. They own them. And those entities are completely satisfied regardless of which one of the candidates wins. Because they already know what they're going to do in terms of legislation. They already know what they're going to do in terms of policy. Now, the policies won't be exactly the same from either of those candidates, but within a reasonable degree of certainty, they can establish what it's going to be. And the market loves certainty. So as long as they know who's going to be the president, they take positions that will insulate them from financial catastrophe based on policies and maneuvers they think that particular administration will make. Trump was a wild card. It was unpredictable. They didn't know what he was going to do. They feared him. But yet, we had the greatest economic growth that we can ever have under Donald Trump. Do you know for the first time since they've measured it that there were a greater percentage of black households making more than $75,000 a year than there were households that were below the poverty line? Never happened before. Never happened before. When they tell you that the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer, they're lying to you. They've been lying through their
1: teeth. And they continue to lie. That's why I told you this day would come. People are tired of having it shoved down their throat. They're tired of being spit
0: upon in their face and being told it's rain. Because that's exactly what they're doing when they're telling you there's no fraud. There's no fraud. They just want you to sit there and take it. Well, yesterday, people were tired of taking it. Now, some of the people that penetrated the building were legitimate Trump supporters. The man they saw sitting in Nancy Pelosi's chair, he's been identified as being a legitimate Trump supporter. But did he do any real violence or any damage by sitting in Nancy Pelosi's chair? Maybe she doesn't like it, but didn't result in anybody's death. That Capitol Police security officer who shot that woman, he's guilty of murder as far as I'm concerned. There was no reason for shooting that. He was guilty of recklessness by putting the police officer standing immediately behind that woman at risk of being shot by gunfire. No excuse for that. That violence wasn't because of Trump. That violence on his part wasn't because of those protesters. He did that. He did that. So don't think yourself for one minute that you can choose your destiny.
1: Not as long as the current system stays in place. Now, a lot of people, other pundits, Rush Limbaugh, they're against third parties. I've never been a big fan of third parties because it Divides the vote. Just give the Democrats the, um,
0: the majority. But I think now the time has come. The GOP has proven themselves inept. They've proven themselves impotent. Now it's time for a third party. But not in the traditional sense. We need a party to replace the Republican Party, the GOP. Not a party in addition to the GOP. Because if we have three parties, yes, between the Republican and the new party, we will split the vote and the Democrats will control the legislative branches of government, the Senate and the House. And they may wind up controlling the White House, too. So how do we do it? Well, these are different times. Donald Trump may leave office on the 20th of January, but Donald Trump is not disappearing. Donald Trump is a very smart man. He's a very wealthy man. And he's an extremely media savvy man. I can see the Trump News Network, or whatever you choose to call it, being formulated by either Trump or his children. 73 million people will watch that network. And with the money they gain from that tremendous audience, they'll be able to hire the best talent in the business. The people really worth salvaging, the really loyal people at Fox, the Sean Hannity's, the Laura Ingram's, the Tucker Carlson's, the Lou Dobbs, the
1: Maria Bartiromos, they will be wooed to the Trump network. Fox will fade. The money that's donated to the political parties,
0: people will now have a party to donate it to. Let's call it the Patriot Party. Everyone who had previously donated to the GOP, people like myself who voted for Mitt Romney in 2012, even though I had to hold my nose to do it, simply because I couldn't stomach Barack Obama and another four years of him, won't have to be put in that unenviable position anymore. They'll vote for the Patriot candidate. They'll support the Patriot Party. Money won't be flowing into GOP coffers. The GOP will be in danger of going under. And you know what's going to have to save the GOP? The Democratic Party. They're going to have to come up with money from their donors to to dump into the GOP coffers to keep them from going under so that they can have an advantage and have a three-party system. Maybe they won't be able to spend enough on their own candidates. I'm telling you, if anyone can do it, by creating his own network and helping be at the forefront of starting a third party, Donald Trump could create a party more powerful than the GOP has been in my lifetime and wipe it out completely because I firmly believe now, in the wake of everything that I've seen, that the GOP is beyond rehabilitation. It's too infected. It cannot be saved or purged from the infirmities that now afflict it. It has to be eliminated. As much as the Democratic Party has to be eliminated, the GOP must be eliminated. The Democratic Party has become a party of communists. But good has always had to face evil. Good can't be identified without an evil to give it meaning. That's the Chinese philosophy. The threads of life are two-ended. You want to know extreme joy? You have to have known extreme sorrow and extreme hurt first. We can win the ultimate battle against evil with good, but we're not going to do it with the GOP. We need our own party, the Patriot Party. So a new network started by real conservatives and real patriots like the Trump family,
1: and a new party is the way forward. And meanwhile, from now until January 20th, Hypocrisy and
0: nefarious intent will be the order of the day. In fact, you know, we even have a new interim president. Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook has arbitrarily decided that the current president of the United States doesn't deserve First Amendment rights. So he has suspended him from Facebook and Instagram until there's been a peaceful transition of power. That's what you have. You want to live with it? Or do you want to fight for a better day and a better alternative? For National Preview Online, I'm Jamie Dury.